Hello and welcome to Heard It Through the Ivy. I'm Max Tanzer alongside Trevor Curl. And I say alongside, but actually I'm in Seattle, Washington right now. Trevor is in Yuba, California, both of us being separated because of the coronavirus. And due to that, there are no sports right now, Trevor. So we don't have much to talk about. So we decided to jump on on this podcast and talk some baseball with each other to help you guys get through these tough times. Trevor, how you doing from Cali? I'm kind of sad. I think we're all sad right now. I this think is- I'm really sad when it comes to this. Uh, obviously, we want to watch some baseball. Obviously, we want to finish off the spring training season. But uh, as of right now, we're just uh, we're kind of stuck in a little sand pit right now, trying to. Or I guess we should say we're kind of stuck at a kind of stuck on with the bases loaded, nobody out, and they're bringing in a new pitcher. Yeah, and we're just we're literally sitting right there. It's like you're in a game of MLB The yeah. Show, and bases loaded, two outs, bottom of the ninth, down by one. And the game just pauses, and you know, right? We're, I mean, wait, we're waiting for uh, we're waiting for the the commissioner. We're waiting for yeah. the CDC. We're waiting for uh, everybody to say, uh, you know, play ball. You know, we're waiting for the umpire to go play ball. Yeah, you know, right now he's holding he's holding us right now. It's interesting you know? too because I've been I was able to go to spring training last week. I went to two games. One was Red Sox Braves, and the other was Nationals Astros, and. Unfortunately, I don't think this will be the case, but there's a chance those could be the only games in 2020 that I will see, and it's truly heartbreaking because this has been the longest offseason, arguably, in Major League Baseball history with all the Astros drama and really all this drama in Major League Baseball, and now it just extends. Maybe the focus isn't on these Astros anymore, but... We don't get baseball, and that's what we've been waiting for. In fact, today I just was watching. I was watching Game Seven of the 1991 World Series today. I just watched the whole thing this morning, uh, just because it was uh, Twins Braves. It was the game. Oh, was uh, that the uh, Jack? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. He uh, pitched ten shutout innings and won it. It was it was Jack awesome. Morse. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about watching an old game every single day, and particularly games where that I never watched that were before my time. So just because it'll be cool to like actually watch the full game because we always see the highlights, you know. We see the game six Kirby Puckett walk off and so forth. But we never see, you know, what sets up that game seven or that walk off win. And there were there was some crazy stuff in there. I mean one of them was oh I forget who the player was. I think it was Gant, if I'm correct, of the Braves and he was on first base scoreless at zero obviously I think this was like in the sixth or seventh inning and there's a line drive to left center field that goes over the left fielder's head and he's at first base and the middle infielders deke him by doing the double play uh deke and he stops can't find the ball and all of a sudden the ball is rolling you know it hits bounced off the wall and it's rolling back towards the infield he doesn't know where it is he makes it to third but then ends up not scoring and then they obviously lose that game one nothing in 10 innings and if mm-hmm. he scores and he has, gets a better read off the bat, obviously it's tough sometimes. But if he gets a better read, you know, there's a chance the Braves win that one, one nothing, and get their first World Series championship since 57. So it's just crazy talk, how those games work pl- out. Yeah, talk about playoff uh, miscues with the Braves. 
and it goes back all the way then too. Like you just had you just had that, then he got uh uh their World Series uh collapse right in uh, ninety what ninety six. It would well, just they, flash back to like maybe what twelve years. Yeah, well, jump forward twelve years to two thousand twelve. No, no, you jump up. To oh, like infield fly 15 game. Years. Yeah, yeah, fifteen Ugh. years with the infield fly rule, and then you jump an- uh, another few years with some you know bad teams. Then you go into uh, you come here into two thousand eighteen, a young a young team that just ha- was not experienced enough for the postseason. And, then and you, you know what? That was a good- just the first inning collapse. No, for for the 2018 Braves, I'd say that's a W. That's fine. You know, you're young, yeah. and it's your first. And you ran into the Dodgers, who yeah, ended up being very the good. pennant winner. The fact that they won one game, I was ha- I was satisfied for them with that. But then this year was was the bad one. Yeah, going well, to game, game five, they should have won in game four. And they should have won in game five, really. Or no, they did. Well, obviously, they got destroyed in that record-breaking first inning by the Cardinals. But uh, you know that should not have happened. To the hands of the Cardinals again. Yeah, they're they're at home. And uh, who was on the mound? Was it Fulton? Uh, it was Fulton Evich. He, he was telling we were talking about what should could possibly be a Cy Young winner that just did not show Cy Young. Well, he was potential. very I guess good. Cy in, Young finalist. He was very good in eighteen, and then nineteen was a bit of a struggle. But it, it's been a mess for the Braves. I don't think they've advanced past the division series since like the early two thousands, if I'm correct. It's been a while, to say the least, for them. So. Yeah, I mean, they're hoping to bounce back this year. They have a fantastic team, bolstering the bullpen, adding Shane Green at the deadline. I think they added Will Smith this offseason as well from the Giants. So They did. They did. They're they're really stacking up. I mean, they're the difference between the Braves and the Angels right now is that they know they need pitching, and they went and got it. The Angels <laughs> get, got Rendon. Okay, fine. You got Rendon. You know, but why that's are they splash. spending their money good. on Rendon? When I, I, it's great. Don't get me wrong. But like, they need pitching, and they didn't get pitching. And there are plenty of options out there. Yeah, they went. Who they go with? Someone who has Julio Tehran. Yeah, they went Dylan with Julio Tehran, an overcooked steak in Julio Tehran, and Dylan Bundy. Like those guys are solid mid to back end rotation guys on a playoff team, but it's not enough to lead the way. And Otani, they don't have their healthy, ace. Well, Ohtani look at 2014. Look at their 2014 run. Who was their ace? Jared Weaver? <laughs> Who the, Jared Garrett, Garrett Weaver. Richards, baby. But, or yeah, Richards too. But yeah, Richards was good in 15, but too. But there's I think the was point, both back years. Here's the point. They don't need, you know, they don't need the Yankees star-studded if, rotation if they're healthy with Cole Severino Tanaka or whatever. They don't need the the Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Lance McCullers, Dallas Keuchel, or, you know, whatever that was a few years ago with the Astros. They just need a couple of strong guys at the top of the rotation to get the job done for Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon uh, to carry the way through. But they haven't done that, and that's what's I'm just thinking, could you imagine the Angels with Jerry Depoto right now? Well, I mean, they had him, but that's that's on them. They so. had him, but him and uh, Sosha got in a big disagreement. Well, now and that's why done, so. Depoto walked. And I'll could be you imagine what it's like if you would have Depoto as your GM there? He'd be making the moves. He'd be making the moves for a pitcher, and they're not making moves for pitchers. They're just making moves for one good hitter. And I, I guess they're hoping Shohei could, you know, be your starter. But no, no. Well, it's not enough, especially because he is a two-way guy, and you have to. They're probably going to limit his pitching number one because of the Tommy John, and number two because he can hit two. I think they need a guy that you can throw in 100% and put your money on. He's going to be your guy that goes seven innings every single time he goes out. Look, the Angels went out. I mean, excuse me, the Braves went out and even got Cole Hamels. That is one of the quietest quietest moves of the offseason. 
and he would be the ace of the Angels right now. He's probably 3-4 on the Braves at this point. Well, he'd be an ace on a lot of teams. That's what I'm saying. Why didn't like, they need that type of guy? They didn't need to go out and get Garrett Cole. Well, oh, obviously they have nice, the, but. and obviously they have the money for it. I mean, you know, they might not have the money they would have had now signing Rendon and Trout to those big deals, but and they, they would have at least gotten somebody. Upton, but no, you're right. I I 100% agree with you. And well, let's let's should we take a look at what the uh, Angels payroll is? Yeah, take a look for me because, I mean. They're in a their market's always been interesting to me because they're in Anaheim, so but it's still like the LA area, so I'm sure they have a good high oh, yeah, payroll. It's the greater pack. LA area, and that you know you got Disneyland right there, so you obviously you get you know a ton of revenue from fans too. It's it's not like it's a great ballpark, but at least it's you know they're middle in the pack attendance, middle upper you know every year, especially when they have decent years. But and here's the last the few years, you know, obviously it's a it's a different story. And the A's didn't really do much this off season. But they're still good, and in my opinion, better than the Angels. Uh, the Rays, better than the Angels. They got stronger. The Indians, probably better than the Angels still. And then the Red Sox, maybe a little bit worse than the Angels. But the Angels still have to leapfrog three teams, maybe one, mm-hmm. given if those two other teams, like let's say the A's and the Rays are in the wild card, and then you have the Indians and the Angels battling for that number two spot behind them. I mean, potentially, but... I, I think the rotation is the biggest bugaboo, to say the least, for this mm-hmm. team. Here's so and it has been this. for it's such a long time, Trevor. But go on. What were you saying? Okay, so I found this uh, website. It's a great website. I've used it for a little. I've is used it, it for quite a bit to see big. No, I used uh, Spot Track. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spot Track. You know, definitely not being paid because you know we're teenagers. We don't get paid by stuff. Um, it tells you <laughs> who the team's <laughs> no, no, guy. Be- it tells you who's getting paid the most. It tells you who they're locked up with. And it tell so obviously Rendon and Trout locked up. Already got them locked up. So their active payroll is $170 million. Okay, so that's like above. They're paying Trout thirty Trout's base salary is thirty-six million. Um he's actually as an extra seven million or an extra an extra million for bonuses and stuff, and he's twenty-two percent of the payroll. Pujols is seventeen and Rendon is fifteen, Upton is seventeen. Or is, okay. excuse me, twelve. And so, so add up to get add those up together. Your big guys are what? I'm gonna do some quick adding on the phone here. Uh, twenty two plus seventeen plus fifteen plus twelve. Okay, that's sixty five percent of your payroll. One pitcher. You just need one pitcher. I mean, ideally two, but yes. So at this point, just one. And like, they're not even above two hundred yet. That's where you're starting to get a little shaky there, and that's when you're getting close to the luxury tax threshold. But mm-hmm. just pay $10 billion for a guy. You know, like, how much is Cole Hamels getting paid by the Braves? I could guarantee uh, you it's not over $30 million a year. It's probably in between, like, 12 and $15 million. They could do it. I, I don't understand. And here's another thing. They were going to get Ross Stripling, and then that doesn't fall through. But the rest of the bets, Gratterall trade still works with the Twins and the Dodgers and the Red Sox. But the Angels are somehow, it did not work out for them. It does not make sense. They would have had a right fielder to bridge the gap between Joe Adele and Peterson. And they would have had a really good pitcher in Ross Stripling, who would have been the ace of their staff, arguably. But I, I, it just does not make sense to me. And if they Cole want to Cole Hamels is an $18 million player. Okay, He's that's the a third lot. most on the... Um, on the Braves, that's a lot of money. I'll, I'll I'll give them that, but it's still. I think the Angels still can make that deal. 
Yeah, that, I think they should have tried at least sending something because Hamels was signed as a free agent, I believe, right? Yeah, no, he was a free agent. Yeah, they they could have had a chance for him. I mean, Will Smith, you know, obviously he's a bullpen pitcher, you're pro- and he's in his age 30 season. You're probably not going to try and do something big with that. But honestly, Cole Hamels at $18 million, you could have maybe just signed him, maybe for a less deal. You could have maybe caught, tried $15 million. You know, I think that three extra million dollars might not, uh, you know, look pretty good to Hamels because, you know, the Braves were a playoff team and the Angels were not close, really. Well, they're but close But obviously, now. you could have done something. Yeah, you're right. They didn't need to go out and get Cole Hamels, but there's plenty of options out there, whether that is through trade. And look, I mean, that's why I thought when the Ross Stripling-Peterson trade happened, I think they were giving up Luis Renjifo and, and a minor leaguer, which truthfully should be fine given the fact that you already have your infield set with what Simmons, Rendon, Fletcher, you know, and so where's Renhefo going to play? I don't know. And then you well, then you w- got Joe Adele coming up soon. So yeah, and that's what I was piece. saying. Peterson you still got pool holes on your contract. I was going to say you, still you have, got on um, Bohr, right? No, Bohr's in Japan now. But Peterson would be your right fielder to bridge the gap between Adele and him because I don't think they want to rush him up right now. He's going to be good and he'll probably be up mid-season depending on when the season even starts at this point. But uh, I'd say Peterson would be a good fit, especially as a leadoff hitter for them. And then Stripling is the guy at the top of your rotation. And remember, this is a team that will probably have to run a six-man rotation because of Otani. So, like, I, I don't understand how this will work. But Yeah, I think the Angels just messed up big time this offseason. And we've seen that in the past from the Angels' uh, front office. Good, you did, you got Trout, amazing. You got Otani. What else have you done? Really, Honestly. that that's pretty much it. Uh, Trout is your big fish. You didn't go after him. You drafted him. No, and I mean, look, they 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 have a great offense, one of the best in the league. But it's not oh, enough sure. with that pitching staff, in my opinion. Not no, enough whatsoever. I mean, you you hear the jokes now, right? You have Mike Trout. You have Mike Trout hits a home run. Mike Trout Jr. He hits a home run. Then they lose that game nine to two. Or like 5-2 or something like that. Or like 4-3, you know? They're, they'll probably be in games, and they'll probably win like 82 games or something like that. They're a good team, but if they want to make that extra step, especially since I think the A's and the Astros are better than them, and the Rangers won't be bad, the Rangers have a lot of those under-the-radar pitchers. Mike Miner and Lance Lynn were in top 10 war, were top 10 war players last year, and were some of the most underrated pitchers in the game. If they're, I know they had the, Cole Hamels for you know until they had to ship off Hamels, you know he was. Yeah, that their was guy. a couple years ago. But like my point is, is you could go get a Lance Lynn or a Mike Miner, and it will be you know somewhat expensive. But heck, it, you could have even gotten Sonny Gray. Yeah, I mean, well, the, yeah, I mean the Yankees were offering him off too, but uh, he struggled the, in New York. But then he the reason went, why goes Sonny to Gray. the Cincinnati and does pretty good, and same as Bauer, you could even try Bauer. That would have been more expensive, probably. But yes, I agree. I agree. No, I mean, we'll see. Uh, that's this is a whole. We could go on all day. But let's get back to this whole suspended season and Major League Baseball with the coronavirus. Obviously, one of the more dramatic weeks in sports in American history that I've seen since I've been on this planet. And now every baseball season has basically been suspended, uh, whether it's NCAA, Major League Baseball. You're a college baseball player as well at Yuba College, Trevor. Your season's been suspended, so how's this going to affect you? Well, uh, first first off, I could tell you the last time the country stopped and pretty much the world stopped was after 9-11. That was the last time yeah. everything got shut down, and but everything started like up months? again within two weeks. 
Yeah. Not with a tire month. With baseball and basketball and soccer and XFL, maybe. Uh, they're, I believe they're still playing their games, right? Unless they no, I think they, I think, too, right? I think they're stopped, but I think they held out for a really long time. I think the UFC, I think there's a fight this weekend. Or maybe that already happened already. I don't know, but... Um, but with baseball, with uh, with our situation right now, um, uh, Yuba's not connected to the national. Excuse me, I'm a I'm a junior college player, by the way. So shout out to the JUCO bandits out there right now, grinding and living the quote quote luxurious life right there. Um, we're not connected with the NJCA, NJCCAA, which is the national, or I guess the NJCAA, which is the National Junior College Association. We're not connected with them. We're our own subdivision. But most everything feeds off from the NCAA. So pretty much as soon as the NCAA announced season's over, in a short amount of time, maybe 48 hours later, I get stopped. So I'm on a bus. So here's how this story happens with us um, on Thursday. Uh, we're driving to we're supposed to go to our game in Mendocino, which is about two and a half hours away from uh, Yuba in up in the Ukiah, which is north uh, North Bay. Um, we get a call. We're not even. We're probably a my. We're a couple miles out. We're like maybe two miles out uh, away from the school. Uh, our I've sit in the front of the bus because I like to breathe clean, <laughs> <laughs> and I like to be able to stretch my legs and. You know, all the single spots are always up front. So I'm sitting up front. The coach, our head coach is two seats ahead of me. And our assistant coach uh, is two seats ahead of me as well, but to the left. So I I sat on the right side of the bus. Uh, Our coach gets a call from our athletic director and he says to find somewhere to pull over and stop because we might, you guys might not be playing today. So we stop, we pull into the Walmart. Our coach gets up from his seat and he grabs the mic and says, all right, guys. Um, we I just got a call from Burns, our athletic director. Uh, he said that we are holding off on going to the game yet. Uh, we'll sit tight. We'll wait until I get the call. You know, I'm talking with uh, I talk with my buddy Cam, who's on the other side of us. I'm like, dude, there's not a chance that we're we're going. There's not a chance. Not even I kid you not. Not even thirty seconds goes by. Hello. All right, we'll head back. I'll let him know. And I'm just, oh, yep, sorry, guys. Uh, we're heading back right now. And so we turn around. We head right back to the, the school. We unpack everything. We put everything back in our lockers. Um, You know what we did as soon? Uh, you know what at least seven of seven to eight players did as soon as uh, we got told? What? We grabbed the spike ball and went out and played spike ball. <laughs> there you go. We went. We went onto our football field. We played spike ball. We had a great time. Uh, a couple. Uh, my buddy and I. Uh, three. Me and my buddy. So Cam, another our shortstop, and our second baseman. Uh, we went out to uh, to the to the to the links. We played golf. You know, it was an infielder's day. Uh, I go to um, I go to Winco and get some. Um, I just get some stuff. You know, I get. Are you one of those people that's getting toilet paper? No, because I already have like four rolls. Or what's like four, the point um, of getting the toilet paper, though? I people are just really just worried if they're going to be shut in. But I got basic. I got paper towels because I need paper towels anyways. So I got paper towels. Um, I just got a lot more things of soup. I got bread. I got some stuff. So if I actually am just stuck in quarantine, self quarantine, you know, I'm fine. I don't need to go outside and I don't need to get anything. 
I'm in line at the Winco when I get the notification on Twitter. On Twitter. So my coach doesn't even get a chance. So I get a notification on Twitter that the CCCAA just sent out a press release saying that they are suspending our season indefinitely. Two seconds later, I get the whole group meet on our Snapchat just fires off. And we're, you know, and within the same five minutes, I get the text from our school saying our school is suspended. We're going on online. So now not only am I going online, my season is over as of right now. So we're technically right now, they changed the language to suspended until further notice. But three days ago or four days ago, it was season over, no doubt about it. Oh, really? Okay. So that now it's just now there's still a chance though. They changed the language because now people are, you know, freaking out. Like every athlete right now, every softball player, baseball player, I'm not going to say track runner because you run for a living. Why? Well, there's competitiveness to it that you'll be missing, I guess. Yeah, I guess, but yada yada. It's more or less we're, <laughs> we're caring get... about the sport. We're caring about the sports that make some sort of money. Oh, okay. The College World Series <laughs> oh always God. a big seller. I love watching the softball World Series because those girls can ball. Those yeah. girls are amazing. They you are. see uh, UW and it's been you see UW Oregon. You know, Sis Bates for uh, UW is one of the smoothest oh, yeah. shortstops I've ever seen. She's making amazing plays. And then she hits like 500. And now the NCAA, I believe, is giving them an extra year of eligibility. But you know who that does screw? Just in general, think about all like the juniors who are finally were who finally were going to get the playing time the next year, but now they're not because the seniors are going to get that extra year back, and they'll both be seniors at the same time. So there's still people who will get screwed by this. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but here's the thing. This is how I see this. It's though. moral to give. Not back, only though. does that screw the juniors. But look at all those JUCO sophomores who are transferring out. Oh yeah, that's very true. All yeah. the all of us, the JUCO bandits, you know, we're trying. We the reason why we went to JUCO is because maybe some of us did not have the grades. That was me. And some of the ability, also me, to compete at the D one level or the D two level, and that's why we went JUCO. Now and then, even some of the NAIs, because there are tons of fantastic NAIs that get overshadowed because they're not part of the big picture, which is sucks because those NAIs and those NAI guys are, you know, studs too. You know, my, my assistant coach hit 40 home runs his entire college career. Really? Yeah. He was a Juco and then he hit all 40 in two years at an NAI. Oh, wow. Okay. Did he get any, did he get any, did he get socked to any pro teams or anything? Any draft? No, he didn't. Scouts? He didn't. No, no. I don't know. I mean, the school he played at was like kind of a launching pad. It was like 314 to right field, but still. I mean, the consistency to hit 40 home runs in two years. But still, all of those JUCO guys who are looking to transfer out, they don't know what's going on. And some of them already signed their letter of intent. So yeah. now what does that mean? Do they lose their scholarship? Because now scholarship money is, you know, put in line. They're going to get their education no matter what. But the playing-wise, do those guys get to move on and get the same chances they would have gotten? True, because roster spots too. If you have, like, let's say, a team has eight seniors and they all come back, then that's eight roster spots that were guaranteed. Then here's my question: that aren't. Then, then there's that other question: all those freshmen, do they get double redshirted? Imagine all, some of those freshmen who are not playing a single game this year 
who will get to use their, you know, redshirt excuse, who will get to say, yeah, I'm a redshirt. Yeah. Look and at like all this- those guys who are possible redshirts. Now, what are you going to have? Tw- you're going to have basically two squads. And the sad part about this is it's no one's fault. It's just a tragic no. situation. But I mean, it's just it, it comes down to trickle down. You yeah, we see it at the national level, then it just it goes all the way down, and then it goes all the way to the high schoolers, and then it goes all the way to the JV team high schoolers. You have all well, they're these not talents. Gonna, they're not going to give eligibility back to high school players. But. No, but here's the thing, though. You're taking away those seniors who are kind of quote quote um, not decided players. So imagine. No, oh, yeah, we know uh, some people who are in that. Oh, spot. we know. Oh, we certainly know people. Also, it's I know there's definitely some high school seniors who haven't signed a letter because they haven't gotten the offer because they didn't get looked at either in the summer or during their high school season, and then then they can't go anywhere after that. So I, like I said, it trickles down, and then they're a part of the picture now. With everybody else, no, yeah, they're I'm, packed into those squads of college players who are now competing for you know just it's chaos. It, it is it's chaos. basically if college had five, like it's like there was five years that you went, and but now the problem is is that some people are advancing and some people are staying in the same spot. So you're gonna have two groups of seniors now because it's gonna overlap, and the seniors from the previous year will come back, and it's gonna logjam everything. And, you know, if you're a freshman and you're good, I guess you'll earn your spot. But it's a shame for guys who have been working super hard and are at the back end of their college careers and won't get that opportunity because they're going to be stuck behind someone who should have graduated the year before and hasn't. So I, there's it's no just, there's no mess. perfect way to handle it, honestly. Because No, and, and like we said, we the country, is we've never seen something like this. Yeah, and That's I don't, the first thing our head coach that has, told us in our meeting. He said, first of all, I just want to say that out of the 20 years, you know, out of the 20 years of playing this game or coaching this game or both, we've never had anything like this. Never yeah. had anything like this. No, I mean, it's... I mean, here's the only thing that I could think about is the only thing that stopped sports in America was World War II. Yeah, but in our lifetime, and our parents' lifetimes... Exactly. We haven't seen anything like this. It's... Ugh. I don't understand. It's it's crazy. But I mean, nobody you can't understand it. No, but we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens. That's what's scary too. Is we don't know. A week and a half ago, we thought this was a disease that, you know, was gonna be a problem, but not this big of a problem. And then what do you know? A week and a half later, here we are. What's gonna happen? It's two the weeks worst from week now? in sports. Worst it really week is. in sports. There's nothing. There's nothing on. It's a shame. It's sad. And for people who have been waiting for baseball for so long. You know, it breaks breaks my heart. I'm sure it does to you as well. Because initially, when I heard that school, because both you and I are online now for school, so mm-hmm. I initially was like, okay, I'll get to watch some baseball while I do my online classes. It won't be horrible. But now, literally, you and I are just sitting around doing nothing, which is one of the reasons why we decided to started this. We decided to start this podcast. But you know, we've it's come to the point where we're just you know I'm watching old games and we're sitting down and talking about old baseball memories because that's all we got. We just have the past. There is nothing going on right now. And it could be as late as like mid-June. Who knows? It could get worse and go all the way to August. But it's not looking like we're getting baseball on April 9th like the commissioner and the league said or put their date out. That was probably a little too generous, a little too am- or ambitious. But uh, I'd say, what do you, what do you think? I- I'd say probably mid to late May at earliest. And I'm, I'm just thinking of Thursday, the world that – sports the the day the sports world 
halted. And you could, and you heard the. Um, I don't know if you uh, watched. Um, who's that bald guy on um, Sports Center? Who's usually the last guy on Sports Center before they go Scott dark? Scott Van they, Pelt is it? I believe he's bald. Uh, he's got the bat on his uh, desk. No, I know who he is. Yeah, it's Scott Van Pelt. He's like, this is not just you know, you know, this is not a twenty. This is a sports is taking a full time out, and we don't know when we're gonna get back. And yep. you think that we would be back in two weeks. You would think that we're back in a month. The question is, we don't know when we're getting back from timeout. We don't know when the umpire is going to say, play ball. You know, We don't know when the ref is going to blow his whistle and hand the ball to LeBron so he can start the season again or continue the season. We don't know when, um, we don't know when DeGrom's going to step on the rubber and throw the first pitch of 2020. We don't know if we're even going to get a 2020. Yeah. So, oh, man, the, that was the thing right that now? was weird. I remember I was last Thursday, I was at dinner, and all this news came out. Tom Hanks, which is devastating. I'm hoping he's okay, and that he will be okay, him and his wife. So even more connection to the sports world. Yeah, and then the NBA stops. And I remember I was with my buddy, and I as soon as we saw the, as soon as I saw the tweet that the NBA stopped, I looked at him and I'm like, baseball's next. It's inevitable, it's going to happen. Uh, and then all the Rudy Gobert drama, uh, and then just that spreading around the National Basketball Association. And then eventually I was like, I just got to go home. Spring training got canceled. There was no point in me being there. I would have loved to stay in Florida with the great weather with my friend, but I just wanted to be with my family. This is scary stuff right here. You know, I've never, we've never had anything like this. When, as, as you just mentioned, 9 11 at the beginning of the show, we have, like, we were, what, 10 months old, just over a year old for you. You know, we've never been through stuff like this before, and it's it's weird. It's surreal. It feels like the world's ending, especially since both for both you and I, sports are our worlds, and that's over now. Well, so, at some point, it's going to be our livelihood when we're— uh... Let's hope so. Let's hope so. But, yeah, I and mean, so what's nice for people who work in the media is they still have a job because they could still do their shows and talk about stuff and so forth. But for these players, for the people who work at the stadiums, there's tons of— People who are unemployed at this point and could be for a couple months now. We've seen some players come out and donate, but it's really scary stuff. I mean, there's just there's no answer to it, and we won't know for a couple weeks. We just got to wait it out. People have to stay safe. Anyone who wants to go out to a bar, don't. Please don't. It it's, doesn't well, so make any sense. you have nothing sense. to watch, so what's the point of going to the bar? It's to get, you know, it's to get drunk and to have an easy way to get through these tough times, right? But... I'm sorry, just do it at your house. Like that, That's all I can say because it's just going to Invite some bros over, wash your hands as they come in every time, you know, someone, uh, you know, sneezes. Uh, do you think we're going to get up? to a point where everyone, every family is going to have to quarantine and no one will be able to leave the house? Do you think that's going to ever happen? You know, I've thought about that too. I've thought about, um, excuse me, I don't know if I'm sounding really echoey right now. No, you're good. Keep going. Okay. Because um, I'm echoey through me. But- I don't I've been thinking about that too. I've been thinking about what would happen if we all had to just stop and stay inside. Which everyone said that stopping sports was an extreme option. But then guess what? It happened. It did. Is this the next step? We don't know. That's what the uh, CDC is trying to find out. And that's what kind of happened in China. And we're kind of seeing what's happening right now with China. Pretty much everything stopped. Everything shut down. Everybody stay inside. It started going down. 
now that China is starting to let people outside more, they're starting to let loose on uh, certain guidelines that they had. I was watching ABC News, and there was a guy on it who said that, yeah, we're, they're starting to flatline the curb of uh, um, cases, which went to 11 at some point, uh, a new record in a day. A of new low. deaths? Uh, no, just of uh, cases. 11 in a day. That's oh, their. Geez. That was their lowest since, like, maybe October. <laughs> and now he says, now they're paying attention to, will it rise again? And that's what he's worried about. He's worried about the second mountain. No, that's so, I've heard it's I've heard it's gonna like get better and then get significantly worse. Mm-hmm. And some even say it's gonna get significantly worse before it gets better. Okay. And that's what we're worried about. And is that likely? I don't know. Because look, we don't know. Most that's the of the problem. cases well, here's the most of the cases that we see are on the coast. We haven't seen a big, you know, the only uh city, or I guess the only state with the most um, cases in an inland city, that means it's not on a coast, it's Colorado. Interesting. So are we going to see Wyoming? Are we going to see Montana, um, Indiana? Are we going to see Oklahoma? Are we going to see all these city or all these states that are not on the border of the ocean get affected? When is it going to go midland? And that's when it's really going to affect a lot of people and a lot of things. I don't know, man. I don't know, but but with that said, uh, let's let's move on to talk some baseball now. Let's get back into that baseball conversation. Uh, we got we got a lot to look forward to if the season does continue. A lot of storylines this off season, whether it's the Yankees and Garrett Cole, the Astros as we talked about, uh, the National League very very competitive. Let's start with those Yankees in the American League East. That's going to be a very interesting division. Uh, assuming that you know we have a good amount of games to play. I think it's easy to say the Yankees will win the division, especially since this time off gives them time to heal. Whether if maybe if we open the season on March 26th like it was scheduled, it may be a different story. What's your outlook on that division? I know the Rays are very good. I know you're big on them as well. Oh, those damn Yankees. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. They'll be all, everyone in the baseball world has their opinion on the Yankees. You either love them or you hate them, but you cannot deny it. You hate them a little less after the whole Astro scandal, but we'll, we'll get to that. I want to talk to about that later. I want to get onto that because you know we all have our opinion. But with the Yankees, I think their division just opened up after the rate after the Rays off season. I do not know what the Rays did in that front office. We can talk about that too. But dang, the Yankees division, the AL East just opened up tremendously. You know, obviously the you know the Blue Jays we're gonna have to sit we can't you know better. sit on them we cannot sit on them because Vladdy is gonna have a better season even though I honestly kind of don't think so I don't think he's gonna have as great as a season as you know everybody's hyping him up to be you know you're obviously gonna have Bichette having another big year you're Can obviously gonna you have there, your young guys having a big year but the Yankees right now oh it's their division to lose and you could have picked that last year. I think the Rays uh, are good. I think you're sleeping on them. They had a, I think I know I'm sleeping on, but like the they're, moves they're, that they made are questionable with Travis uh Denard. No, no, no. He Darno left, but but what I do like is their biggest hole last season was the middle of that order. They needed a DH, they needed a DH and they went out and got Renfro. They got Suts Suko, if I pronounced that right, from Japan, and Jose mm-hmm. Martinez. Uh two yeah. righties and left hand, and one lefty. 
who are great power bats that could go in the middle of that order. They added Manuel Margot, who could platoon with Kiermaier as one of the best defensive center field tandems in the league. Uh, one of the best bullpens, if not the best bullpen last year, and a great rotation. I think they're in good shape, and I think they will give the Yankees a run for their money. I think the Yankees are better, but if healthy, but I think the Rays will be good. I think they'll definitely be a wild card team, if not a division winner. Yeah, and I, th- uh, I think we need to put this out there. Signing Garrett Cole to what? How long How long of a contract is that? Is that a 10-year contract? If, I believe if it's 10 years? 10 years, yeah. A 10-year contract worth what? How much money? Too I, much I, money. I could, it's too much money. I could, I'll pull it up right now. Um, I have it. $324 million, Okay. Uh, for 10 years, I believe. Okay. You really think that he's going to be your guy for 10 years? Nine years. But, yes, uh, it, it's a... It will be nice for probably the first three years or so. And then when we get to 2025, 26, and so on, it's going to be one of the worst contracts in baseball history. That's the way I look at it. Unless I mean, it's Garrett Cole channels it. his old teammate yeah. Justin Verlander and is throwing gas at 97 with the high spin rates and so forth still. But if this goes how it has for every pitcher in Major League history almost, Garrett Cole will not be even close to a $36 million annual average salary guy at the age of 36, 37, 38, and 39, and so forth. It's a bad deal for them. They can afford it because they're the New York Yankees. But at this point, Trevor, they're going to need like two or three World Series wins with him if this is going to be worth it. To get their money's worth, exactly. But like, think about it. Like, There was questions about that Cano deal Which was in not 2013 offseason. The Mariners got lucky with that, too. They, they got very it. lucky. They got a great what? They got a great first half of his contract, and they were able to ship him off and got the one of the best returns ever in Kelnick. Yeah, and I mean, really, Almost it was got an even better return Warren. in that other kid. Uh, Dunn? Uh, yeah, well, not not just Dunn, but that they were Jerson almost going to get... Oh, yeah, they almost got Jeff yeah. McNeil. <laughs> yeah, they almost got McNeil out of that, and that would have absolutely that made shot that the, deal worth Oh, my goodness. That would have... Brody Van Wagenen would not be general managing the Mets at this point in my, if if Jeff McNeil was shipped off to the Mariners in that trade and had the same year he did with the Mets last year. But as we're seeing that the Mariners got lucky that's an with exaggeration. That. And then they got but, very then they yeah. got a good uh, then they got their value with Cruz after that second big signing and Seager's on the slow decline. I wouldn't say it's a sharp downhill. I'll just say it's a slow decline. That but wasn't a good contract though. It was. It not. wasn't a great contract. It but. They got but at the time, well, think about it. Think about when they were talking about Seager and then the yeah, Marlins. Yeah, at the time it made quote, sense. Quote, quote, lock down Giancarlo. Yeah. I remember they got watching lo- that MLB, not MLB Tonight about, you know, the obviously we saw a couple weeks ago the Marlins locked down. Here's the thing, though. Jerry Gainsher called the Mariners locked down Kyle Seager. Well, this, I think the stat was a couple years after Seager. But, uh, no, the Seager deal made sense. Don't get me wrong. He was coming off an all-star season and a very good season for the Mariners. But... It didn't turn out well, and we can't deny that. He had a really no. good 16, and— Just couldn't pick it up. No, and he could not emulate that in any other season. And he's still a solid player. Don't get me wrong, and I love him to death, but it's it's not it's not what the contract—he's not worth the contract, unfortunately. And there is the details in it that if he gets traded, the team option turns into a player option that inevitably he would take because it's so much money. So that hurts that, too. It's impossible to trade him at this point. But uh, for Stanton, I mean, he was just coming off an MVP season. Now, again, he was being overpaid. But the health issues is the big problem with him. He needs to just stay healthy. He was very good for them in 2018. But 
2019, different story, could not stay healthy, and obviously he's hurt now. But the fact that they have time to heal up with these with this month or two off, it's it's very special and lucky. Very good timing for the New York Yankees. Well, I mean, obviously, as we saw last year, Judge is down. Um, everybody was down. Judge, Stanton Severino, was down. Stanton, Pax. Severino was down. Sanchez Duhar. was even down. And Duhar, everyone. And Duhar, and Didi. The only one that stayed but healthy the, was LeMahieu, I the, think. But the Yankees kept winning. That's why they'll be. That is what's sh- shocking. And when you hear that Clint Fazier is being sent down, I the first thing I said was, some team better freaking jump and try and get him. Because well, yeah. I'm sure the Yankees will not mind sending him off. He's the reason why the Rule 5 draft was created, was because it's supposed to help guys who are log-jammed in their organization so they can get a chance somewhere else. Hence, other guys in that organization, like Mike Ford. Well, but, you can even say the backup shortstop for the Yankees from the 90s to 2014 should have had that Rule 5 deal for him. Yeah, but the problem is is they're keeping them on the 40-man roster, so they're protected. Yeah. So it defeats but the Clint purpose. Fra- you know, not, not, not Clint Frazier, man, this, guy, this kid is solid. No, someone should have jumped on him and gotten him. Well, he wasn't available in the Rule 5 draft, but someone should trade for him. But guess what? Yeah. He's actually coming in handy because Judge is hurt and Stanton's hurt. So you could throw him in the outfield yeah. and it's still a good replacement. He's a good player. I mean, you obviously you, you heard that interview, right? I think everyone in the, the one, baseball world should hear that interview with Clint Frazier being sent down. And you can just hear just how disappointed he is. He really did and struggle with the media. You feel for him. Though. You feel for how good he's doing. Like, what, was he batting like 300 when he was up in the majors? He was doing good. Defense was a problem a little bit, but he and he really but did obviously, struggle with as the we media, see with the Yankees, defense doesn't exactly matter too much because they're swinging the bat. Yeah, but I mean, they're still they still pride themselves and they need it. You know, I mean, yeah. I guess you're right. Andrew Hart is an example of someone who struggled mm-hmm. defensively but stayed in the lineup. But no, I mean, they'll figure it out. He's a young kid too, and you know, it hurts him now. He was going to start on opening day probably and get some playing time for at least a few weeks, if not more than a month, but. We'll see. I, I, it's going to be tough. But either way, AL East, let's go over our quick predictions off the top of our heads, and then we'll wrap up the episode. But I, I say, given that everyone's healthy when the season resumes, I'd say Yankees, Rays, Red Sox, Blue Jays, which will be tight between the Red Sox and the Blue Jays because it really depends on how the Blue Jays do. Uh, and then the Orioles in the fifth in, in fifth place. How about you? Eh, I agree. I don't think I could write that any better. I don't think you can write that any worse. Yeah, all right, there we go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our inaugural episode. Uh, once again, I'm Max Tanzer, joined by Trevor Curl. We're going to try to get you guys as many episodes as we can because just as you guys are, we are very bored and have nothing to do while there's no baseball on TV. So we'll... Maybe we should do a double feature. Maybe do another one later on, see what happens. Oh, yeah. No, we'll send you guys out two episodes today. So hopefully you guys are going to jump onto the next episode right now. But if not, have a great rest of your day, and we hope to catch you later.